an interesting and I think humbling experience to see yourself reflected in another individual. They're going to have their own life experiences, but you look at them and you see yourself in the color of their eyes and the way their nose wrinkles. I have a two-year-old daughter. She's taken care of by biology, by her parents. And it's just beautiful that we are set up for success and survival in that manner. And yet, life is dynamic, and the experience can sometimes be messy. What happens when things go wrong? And how do we fix that? I had the amazing opportunity to grow up in a very dynamic family. My biological parents were also foster parents. And so I had the opportunity to grow up with uh, many siblings. You've had over 20 some odd siblings living here. They learned to work with each other. They had some siblings days and they had some sibling days. And then when we went to bed, I heard where my siblings came from and um, what they had to go through in order to be put in foster care. There were stories of, of abuse, of not getting the proper nutrition, the proper care that a child would need. Young kids shouldn't always have to go through the things they go through. So I almost feel as if it's my obligation to, um, I don't know, do something about it. Taking my passion for science and what I learned from them and putting them together is really my end goal. My name is Bianca Jones-Marlin. I'm a researcher at Columbia University, and I study how trauma is passed down through generations. During my graduate studies, I explored maternal behavior, specifically in female mice. In the case of the non-moms, when a pup is removed from its comfortable nest and begins to cry, she'll leave it there, and at times she'll even cannibalize the pup. However, if a mom is present in the nest, even if it's not the mother of that pup, she'll go and she'll pick the pup up and she'll bring it back to the nest. So the goal of our study was to explore what was happening in the brain, what was responsible for that transition. When we treated mice who have never given birth with oxytocin, well above and beyond what the mice originally had, what we observed was astounding. We not only saw changes in the way their neurons fired and spoke to each other in the hearing centers of the brain, the mice would not ignore the pup or cannibalize the pup, but go to pick the pup up and bring the pup back to the nest. Prior to being a mother, my work in oxytocin still was so close to my heart, knowing that my siblings had parents who couldn't be the best moms and dads to them. And why could that be? What is a quote-unquote bad or good parent? And how could we aid in that process? So my work now focuses on the stressors that you seemingly can't escape. How stress can affect not just an individual, but subsequent generations. All of the cells in the body have what we call epigenetic regulation, which means the cells know what they should and shouldn't be. But certain experiences, the environment, can change what genes are expressed and not expressed. That's because DNA actually is just the recipe, but it doesn't make the cake. Markers around the DNA say, you can't touch this piece, or now you have access to this DNA, you will become a protein. So our genes don't change, but the things around our genes that make our genes work or not can change to adapt to the environment. So at the end of World War II, an experience called the Dutch Hunger Winter occurred. And during this time, people in the Netherlands were starved of food. Their children and their grandchildren were observed to suffer from increased rates of metabolic issues, for example, diabetes, high blood pressure, and even schizophrenia. It wasn't just children that were conceived 
during the famine, but children that were conceived afterwards, as if the sex cells, the sperm cells and the egg cells, had a memory of that trauma, of that stress, well beyond the years of famine. It really did spark questions in the scientific community of how can a memory, a message, live on in sperm and egg, and how is it being passed down? So that's an example of transgenerational epigenetic inheritance. There have been a lot of questions surrounding epigenetics, transgenerational epigenetics, and that's because we're studying humans. <laughs> a lot of this has to do with what we are reporting and our experiences with life. And so it's really hard to get pristine, clean data from history and experience. But when it comes to mice, we can take mice and put them in a controlled environment where the only thing that should be different is the experience that they're having. My end goal as a scientist is to make things better. And in this case, it's how to make a bad experience less traumatizing and dramatic for the organism and for subsequent generations. And in order to make things better, we first have to figure out what happens when things go wrong. And so what if we made a stressful situation with mice? How does that change the way their brain responds? This question started our experiments that we're doing now. They rely on smell very heavily. Neurons sense when a smell comes into their nose, like the smell of almond, and they begin to fire. And they'll tell other neurons in the brain that this is the smell of almond. And so what we do is we have the almond paired with shock. After the experience, the mouse starts to avoid that smell. We then go and look at the actual brain, and the cells in the nose actually respond to chemicals in the air. The structure of the cells are still there, they're still present, but we can see through the bone and we can see through the fats and we can look at just the cells. From there, we put this tissue on something called a light sheet microscope. We're able to look at the whole tissue and we're able to have a 3D rendering of the nose and a beautiful image of the actual cells in the nose. Everything that's in green here are cells that respond to almond. These are the first cells that say, oh, I smell something, and it sends that message to the brain. We go through and we count how many cells are in the tissue. So in the parents, after about a month, we start to see an increase in these cells that respond to the almond smell. And this is work that we're following up on. Former labs have shown, and we're looking at the mechanisms behind that. What's really exciting is that the pups seem to already be born with more cells that respond to almond. Because male mice are constantly creating sperm. This means that the experience is not just living in the sperm that's present, but somehow it's living somewhere in the body and informing the sperm to make sure that all subsequent generations are getting this message. So males without ever meeting their offspring, just having their sperm passed on to the second generation, those offspring have altered brains because of the experience that their father went through. So it's a beautiful situation in which biology is preparing us for an environment that may or may not be there. And I think that's where the problem lies. Does this smell then elicit a response that it shouldn't elicit because there's no actual stressor there? But this is a proxy to the human experience because during a traumatic event, we are still using our senses to create those memories. And what we're exploring is if these memories are actually then passed down to the subsequent generations and what that would look like biologically. When we look at our data, it's a little bit nerve-wracking because I go back and I think about how an experience I could have can be passed on, and not just an experience that I have, but that my husband, an experience that he could have had well before he met me, could still live on, and that could affect our offspring.
We don't know, and that's the exciting and terrifying part. It needs to be answered. Me personally being black American, knowing that my ancestors went through trauma for generations on generations. If my work can inform any aspect of the opportunity to live safe, happy, just life, and I'm happy with the direction in which my work is going.